Well, good morning, 9 a.m. How you guys doing this morning? You guys ready for the Super Bowl? Oh, a few of you. I, I guess this is like the, I don't really care. Although there's a couple Kansas City people in here. Kansas City fans represent, I'm actually a Bucks fan, I'm sorry. I was born and raised in Tampa Bay area, so like I have to go back to my roots, but I love Kansas City too. Um, hey, my name is Shayla. I'm really excited to be able to kind of close out this series called The Power of One. But before we jump in and get started, just a couple things. You guys have all these invite cards on your seats. I want to encourage you guys to invite a friend, a family member, coworker, neighbor, somebody to this next weekend because we are launching a brand new relationship series. And if you've never been at Coastal for a relationship series, this is something that we do really, really well. In Pastor TJ is passionate about talking about relationships, so you're going to want to make sure and invite a friend. The reason that he has me speaking this weekend is so that he can take a break, so he can bring you all the crazy and all the energy next weekend, and you're just going to want to show up to just, he's going to say something crazy, something ridiculous, and you, you, just, you, just, want to, you just want to hear it, but I promise you it'll challenge you, it'll help you. Um, also, we have child dedications coming up next weekend, so if you're a parent, we've, we have a lot of new babies. I mean, quarantine babies, you know, like every that are being born right now. And so if you want to take the opportunity to dedicate your child, we're doing that next weekend at our Saturday night service and our 1015 service on Sunday morning. Okay, well, we're going to jump in this morning. I don't know about you guys, but I have really been enjoying this series, The Power of One. Because in the new year, I think it's such a great opportunity to make decisions and set some objectives on how life is going to be different this year. And there's been so many great messages about releasing offense or believing God and being obedient to God. Or maybe what is your word for the year? The one thing that you need God to do in your life this year and to move forward in, in so many of those things. I was asking somebody the other day, hey, what's your word for this year? And they're like, vacation. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's my word too, I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it. But hey, we've been, we've been kind of camping out on this one thought every single week, and it's this, it is your decisions, not your desires, that determine your destiny. It is your decisions, not your desires, that determine your destiny, because we all have desires, we all want to have, we have these places that we want to end up, but it's not our desires that lead us to that, it's the decisions that we make every single day that lead us to our destiny. And I just, I just want to tell you guys about one of the greatest decisions that I have ever made, and he is sitting right here. Amen. You know, TJ has been, yes, yes, give it up for him. It's one of the greatest decisions that I ever made in my life to marry TJ, because I don't know, I was talking to him the other day, and I said, you know what, it's so crazy to me that when I think back to when we were younger and we started dating and we decided to get married, how one decision can change the course of your life. Because I was at a crossroads many times in my life and when I look back, I can go, man, if I would have made this decision with, to go with this guy, man, life would look a whole lot different than it does right now. And our decisions make such a huge impact on where we end up in life. And we have to be intentional about our decisions. And so there's this one thing that's continually come up over this series for me as TJ's been talking, as I've been thinking about what I'm going to talk about. And there's this one thing that I think could be so key and so important to our relationships, to our finances, to our jobs, just about everything in life. And if we could just make this one decision, I think it could change everything. And that one decision is to keep your word. 
Man, what if this year we made a decision to mean what we say and to do what we say and to follow through on the things that we say and not just to walk around and talk about things flippantly, you know. I think in this generation, in this culture, in this day and age, we have a country, we have a nation, we have communities that overpromise and underdeliver all the time. We overpromise. We just say things that we never follow through on. You know, I was doing research and I was looking at stats and, and all of these different things about commitment. And there were so many stats on commitment. And as I was going through all of them, they were all similar in one theme. And that's this. More than any other generation, we are the least committed. We have high divorce rates because we don't value commitment. We have low engagement rates because we're terrified of commitment. And we change jobs like we change underwear. Because it's like when there's something better or something different, we're jumping from one thing to the other thing, and we are so not committed to things in life. And you know, as I was thinking about this word, this keep your word, for me, this all comes out of a place, and it, it comes out of a season where I had a lot of people in my life that were valuable, that were important to me, that were leaders in my life, people that I looked up to, people that I was trying to model my life. They were, they were shaping my life. And consistently, one of the things that I saw happen was that they would say one thing, but then they would never follow through on it. And it kind of shaped my life in this context of like, I had a negative experience, but you know what it did? It caused me to go, man, I don't want to be that person that says this and then never falls, follows through on it or says that I'm this person, I'm committed to this, but lives this totally different life because I ended up being hurt. I ended up walking around with wounds in my life because a lot of people overpromised, but then they never delivered. And it caused me to go, man, it caused me to have trust issues, to go, can I really trust the words that are coming out of people's mouth? Because it feels like they just say things all the time, but they never follow through on what they say. And I think keeping our word and keeping our commitments is key to having successful jobs successful relationships, and a successful life. And I think there's a few reasons why we don't keep our commitments, and I want to share those with you guys today. The first one is this, is that we're overcommitted. The reason we don't keep our commitments is because we're overcommitted. We filled our life with things that don't matter. Yeah. We've committed to all kinds of things, and we're abandoning our commitments to the things that are most important. And we filled our life with these meaningless things. I mean, think about this. We're overcommitted in our finances. And so it's bringing stress that we can't follow through on many commitments in our life. Maybe we've committed to be debt-free, but we've overextended ourselves financially. A lot of us were overcommitted at our jobs, and therefore we can't keep our commitments to our family. We're overcommitted, and so it causes us to abandon the commitments that are important in our life. In Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, it says this, and this is a verse that we've been using consistently in this series. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly. I think so many times we thoughtlessly enter in. We thoughtlessly say yes to that, and then it causes us to abandon the important commitments in our life. And can I just give you like a little 
scenario that you could use when you were, when you were asked to make a commitment. This is something that I heard a long time ago and it completely transformed how I viewed commitments in my life. So if somebody comes up to you and asks you to commit to a certain thing or something, and it could be something important, I want you to think about this. Every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. So every time I say yes to working a little bit later at my job, what I'm saying no to is my family at home. When I say yes to buying that big screen TV because I want to watch the Super Bowl, I'm saying no to getting out of debt. Every time I say yes to something, I have to think about what am I saying no to because I'm saying yes to this. And it, it causes you to, not to be less committed, but to really think about the value of your commitments and what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to because of that yes. And can I just say, some of you guys need to say no more often. Some of you need to say no to that so you can say yes to yourself. And there's some things that we need to do so that we can follow through, but we're overcommitted because we've said yes to everything that we're saying no to the valuable commitments in our life because we're overcommitted to the wrong things. Here's another reason we don't keep our commitments. Better options come along. Hashtag FOMO. Okay, FOMO, I actually looked up the definition. It says anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere. How many of you guys get FOMO? I know there's so many people out there that's like, yes, I'm going to miss out when I say yes to this. And oh, there's something better over here. Like our friend invites us to a movie and we say yes to go to a movie. And then another friend invites us to do something better. And we're like, oh you know what, let me figure out a way to get out of this so I can go to this because we have FOMO. We're constantly abandoning our commitments because something better comes along. Because something better is available. And can I just challenge you in something? There's always going to be something better, different, more exciting. You can't escape that in life. There's always going to be something better. But in Philippians, it actually says in Philippians 2.3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. What I think this is saying is do what is most loving to other people. Like, don't think about yourself like this is a better opportunity. No, I've already committed to this, and so I'm going to do what's loving and honor the other person by following through on what I said. I think this idea of fear of missing out or better things coming along holds us back. I mean, you think about this, maybe your friend comes up to you and they're like, hey, I'm moving, I need some help. You look at your calendar, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm free next Friday, even though nobody wants to move, but you're like, I'm gonna be a good friend and I'm gonna show up and it's gonna take two hours. (laughs) Hopefully they're packed, you know. I've shown up and people have been like, okay, I'm ready to move and nothing is packed. Anyways, side note, pack your stuff when you ask people to move. So you commit to to helping this person move and a couple days before you find out grandma's coming in town. But you know what, grandma's gonna be here for a week and you're looking for the opportunity on how can I get out of this thing that I've committed to. Can I just tell you something? Do what is loving to the other person. 
Follow through on your commitments because you know what? If you are that person that continually commits to something and something better comes along and you bail on that, people are going to quit asking you because they can't trust that you will follow through and then you're going to miss out on a whole lot of things. In Psalms 15, it talk, David is asking this question like, who can, who can dwell with the Lord? Who can be present with the Lord? And he goes on to list all of these things, but this one jumped out at me in Psalms 15, 4. It says, he who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind. The people that are going to dwell with God, the people that are going to reside with God, the people that are going to be in the presence of God are going to be the people that follow through on what they say. Do not change their mind even when it hurts. I'm going to do what is loving to somebody else even when it hurts. So this weekend, there's a Super Bowl party and you've committed to it many, many weeks ago and you're pumped about going, but then somebody shows up. Man, a guy showed up today and showed us his food this morning. And I was like, oh, man, I've already committed over here. But, man, he's got a bigger TV. His brisket looks really good, and he's going to have this killer potato salad. Man, I'll just tell my friend I'm tired. Just watch it at home. And we come up with all of these reasons. But listen, our commitment means that we do what is loving to other people, and we follow through on our word. Even when it's hard, even when something better comes along, which leads me to point three of why we don't keep our commitments. We don't value our word. There's no value in what we say. We don't, we don't say things that, that we mean. We say silly things that don't even make sense. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, they used the word literally. They said, Shayla, I literally died when he told me this the other day. I was like, you literally die. I'm here talking to you. <laughs> like, that, that makes no sense. But we say things that we don't mean all the time. We just say things flippantly. Or how about this? This one, this one gets me every time somebody will be in a conversation with me. And they'll be like, to be honest with you. And I'm like, are you usually not honest? <laughs> like, why do we say these things? We say things that we don't mean all the time. So we enter into um, commitments and we're like, yeah, I'll be there. And we say things that we don't mean. In Matthew 5, through 37, it says this. I love this verse. It says, don't say anything that you don't mean. This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smokescreen of pious talk saying, I'll pray for you and never doing it, or saying, God be with you and not meaning it. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes or no. When you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't add extra words. When you're faced with a commitment, say yes or no. Not maybe, not probably, not I'll try. Don't get me started on I will try because that always means I am not going to be there. Like why do, why do we even begin to say those things because it makes us feel better, but we're not going to follow through on our commitment. Say yes or say no. Yes, I will be there or no, I'm sorry, I won't be there. 
Because we all have those friends when you're talking to them and you're inviting them to something and, and they start promising all of these things and in your head you're just rolling your eyes and you're like, they're not going to be there. Yeah. But that happens when we use empty words. When we don't value the word that we give, we either say yes or we say no. And again, it is okay to say no because you're setting the expectation for that person and you're building your reputation to follow through on what you say. Like, do not use empty words. And can I, I'm just going to kind of get on a soapbox. I feel like I do this every, every message I do. But how many of you guys are late? People are scared to raise their hand. You should be. <laughs> I'm going to step on your toes a little bit here. Because when we talk about, when, when I'm saying we don't value our words, there's a lot of us that we say, yes, I'll, I'll be there at 7 o'clock. And 710 comes around. Or even 705 comes around. And we're still on our way there. We haven't quite gotten there yet. Maybe we're still getting ready at home. But can I tell you what happens when you do that? You're basically telling that other person that you're going to meet, I don't value your time. I don't value this time with you. I value myself and my time more than I value you. And whenever we're late, we are constantly devaluing our word and saying, I don't value you as much as I value myself. Because we don't value the words that we say, you guys, our commitment, the words that we say matters. And I don't think we realize the weight of that. And let me tell you a couple reasons why commitment matters. The first one is this, it produces growth in our life. Proverbs 13, 4 says this, lazy people want much, but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. It is your decisions, not your desires, that determine your destiny. See, when we commit to things, it produces growth. When we follow through on things, it produces growth. When we commit to having a budget in our life and sticking to the budget, it produces financial freedom. When we make a commitment in our relationship and we work on that commitment and we pursue that commitment and we honor that commitment, it produces growth in our relationships. You will never meet a business owner that said, yeah, I didn't commit to anything and I have a successful business. Commitment produces growth in your life. And if you want to see your destiny fulfilled, you have got to follow through on what you say you're going to do. Because commitment produces growth in our life. You know, this happened to me not too long ago. I was facing a couple different health things and I decided, you know what, I need to go back to the gym because I need some, some exercise in my life, not to lose weight or any of those because I need to be healthy. And I decided, you know what, if I wanna be free of this health issue that I have, then I have to make some commitments and follow through on them. So I was like, I'm gonna start going to the gym. And I knew myself, and I was like, I need to start going to a gym where I know the people that own it, because if I know them, then they're going to know when I'm not there, and then it's going to look really bad on me because I said I was going to go, and then I didn't go. And so I ended up committing to this gym. 
And do you know when you commit to the gym and you want to see a result from it, it's hard. It takes work. It, you're, you have sore muscles. You have to show up and you're sweaty and you're hot and you're exhausted and your heart is beating fast. But you don't get the result without the commitment of showing up. See, commitment produces growth in our life. So we got to keep our commitments even when it hurts, even when there's something better out there. When we're fully committed, it produces growth in every area of our life. Commitment also does this. It reveals character. Who are you when nobody else is watching? Are you still following through on the things that you said that you were going to do? And when you're faced with a decision, do you stick to the decision? Do your words match your actions? Do you do what you say you're going to do? You know, the same health thing that I was having, I decided, you know what, I need to do some healthy eating. So I started seeing somebody in the church that is a nutritionist and she was amazing. She said, Shayla, I want to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to do it for free. So let's sit down and I'm going to take you through the process that I would take my normal clients to. And so we sat down and she's laying out this amazing plan. And it was actually pretty easy. And she's giving me her time and her attention and her focus. And she's downloading all of this stuff and outlining a plan and giving me recipes and all of these things to be successful. And wouldn't you know that I went home and I'm like getting ready to make all of these recipes. But then I was like, there's the Oreo. Oh. What do I do? There's the Oreo. I ate the Oreo. <laughs> then I showed up for another follow-up for this nutrition plan. She said, Sheila, how are you doing? She was so excited for me. How, how's everything going? I know that you're, you're doing well. I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm making meals. I'm, I'm struggling eating lunch sometimes. And I didn't tell her about the Oreos. And so I'm like sharing with her all of these things. And I walked away. And it's like God kind of smacked me a little bit. And he said, Sheila, don't you have all of these times where people come to you and want to meet with you and you give them your time and your attention and your focus and they want to see things change in their life and then they walk away and they don't do anything with it. Then they come back and meet with you and they still have the same problems and the same issues and you're like, what did you do about it before? And you've given all your time and your attention and your energy. And he said, isn't that what you're doing right now? Man, and I realized that commitment matters. The follow through behind closed doors when nobody's watching and when nobody's looking. Am I wasting the commitments that I've made because my character is flawed in the background? See, commitment begins to produce character in our life. In Titus 2.7, this is talking about being an example to other people. And it's saying, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. In everything, set them as an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you. Basically saying what you say should be what you do so that when other people come to you, your life is not different publicly than it is privately. 
that nobody can come against you and say anything because you follow through on your commitments, that you are true to your word. When you have commitments, keep them because it shows who you are and who can be counted on. You know, in Romans 3, 4, it says this, we can rejoice when we run into problems or trials. Whenever I read that, I'm like, rejoice when I run into problems and trials, for we know that they have helped us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And listen, when you make a commitment, you're going to come up against things. You're going to have opportunity to do something better. You're going to have opportunity to escape it behind closed doors. But what this verse is saying is that opposition, that tension when you've committed to something, do you know what it's doing? It's producing something on the inside of you that is developing character that's going to sustain you in the long run that's going to lead to your destiny that you desire. So when we commit, it's producing character in our life because there's a tension there that we have to follow through on. And the last and most important reason why commitment matters is because, number three, it matters to God. Yeah. See, God is a God that there's commitment all throughout the Bible. There's covenants that God has made with his people that he has followed through on. And those commitments and those covenants are always for their benefit. They always produce something in their life. He's, he's promising them all of these things, and all he's doing is simply asking them to be committed in return. You know, I love what Numbers 30, 1 through 2 says. It says, Moses said to the heads of the tribes of Israel, basically he's talking to the leaders, and he says, this is what the Lord commands. When a man takes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to obligate himself by a pledge, it says this, highlight, underline, circle, star. He must not break his word but he must do everything he said. He must not break his word, but he must do everything he said. It doesn't say, you know what, I'm here for your happiness, Shayla, so when that other Super Bowl party comes along, I want you to be happy, that, that is your way out. No, he says you must follow through, even when it hurts, even when it's difficult, even when it's hard, because it matters to God. And so when you're in that marriage and you're struggling and you're like, well, you know what? He just doesn't pay attention to me. This isn't how I, how I thought it was going to be. But you know, years ago, we made a commitment that said for better or for worse. It said till death do us part. That commitment didn't say, you know what, if he doesn't pay attention to me. It said for better or for worse. And if we would begin to commit to our commitments, we would see God come through. We would see the growth begin to happen in our life, would see our character develop. God cares so much about commitment, you know, he made the greatest commitment. He desired so much to have relationship with us, to see us walk in freedom and healing and life and joy and peace. That he chose to send his son as a sacrifice. He committed 
to send his son so that we could have relationship. But the commitment didn't end when he sent his son. Jesus kept his commitment even when it hurt. You know, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane knowing that he's about to go be crucified and give his life. And he's in the garden and he's crying out to his father and he's saying, Father, could you let this cup pass? Basically, it's hard right now. I can't do this. I'm, I don't want to fall. It's difficult, Lord. Can, can you just let this cup pass from me? But then he says, but Father, your will be done. Like, I will follow through even when it hurts, even when it's difficult, even when it's overwhelming. He's committed to his people. He's committed to you. So much so that he took all of our sin on himself. He was tortured. He was beaten. He was asphyxiated. He was nailed to a cross. And he kept his commitment even when it hurt. And I am so thankful that commitment matters to God. Because when I was 19 years old, I was sitting in a church service. I had grown up my whole life in church. I knew about God, but I didn't know God. And I remember having this experience with God where I walked away and went, man, I can't live like this anymore. And I went home and I decided, you know what? I'm going to commit to this relationship with God. And that commitment meant that I would get up in the morning, that I would read my Bible, that I would pray, that I was going to church, that I was in relationship. And do you know that one decision produced a completely different life for me? And I was so thankful for the commitment that Jesus made so many years ago because you know what? It brought me freedom. I was wrangled with anxiety with insecurity, with all of those things, in one decision to commit to this relationship with God, I felt my life filled with so much joy and peace and reassurance to the point where I would walk in places and people would be like, Shayla, you just look different. And I'm able to walk in freedom and victory from all of those things because commitment mattered to God. And that commitment that I made that day changed everything. And I don't know what place that you guys find yourself in today, but here's what I know. When we fully commit, when we fully surrender, and we allow that commitment to define our life, it changes everything. And maybe you've been a person that you've made commitments, but you know what? You haven't really followed through on it. Maybe you've even made a commitment to God at some point in your life, but it's never been something that you've really followed through on. Can I challenge you this morning? If you'll truly commit, if you'll truly keep your word, 
your life could look a whole lot different at the end of this year, at the end of this week, because you choose to keep those commitments. So with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, maybe you are somebody that you've made a commitment at some point, but you know what? You've never truly lived that commitment out. You've never truly surrendered your life with God, for, to God. You've never really followed through on the words that you said or the prayer that you prayed. And today you're saying, Sheila, I understand that keeping my word is important, that this commitment can change everything. Or maybe this morning that you've never made a commitment to God. You've never made a commitment to enter into a relationship with Jesus that can completely transform everything that can bring you the peace that you need, the freedom that you need, the deliverance that you need. And today you're saying, Shayla, I choose to make that commitment, whether it's the very first time or maybe it's the first time in a long time. If that's you this morning, would you just slip up your hand? I'd, I'd love to pray for you on the count of three. One, two, three. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. Jesus, this morning, Lord, we thank you for your commitment that you've made to us. Lord, we thank you that you've given us the opportunity to commit to you today. And Lord, I pray that as these hands are raised, Lord, that they would be in full surrender to what you want for their life. And God, as they commit to a relationship with you, that you would fill them with peace, joy, direction, freedom. And God, that they would see the benefits of commitment displayed in their life. For the rest of us, God, I pray that we would recognize the value and the importance of keeping our word and following through on what we say. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen.